Well, welcome everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable. We're coming to you live from bbsradio.com, station two. My name is Caroline Oceana Ryan. I'm an author and channeler. I'm one of your co-hosts. And our host for this evening will be our Faction Three White Knights, Rama Berkowitz and Tara Green. So they'll be on shortly. We've also got our wonderful co-hosts here, psychic medium and soul historian, Omina McGee, energy healer. I believe he's here. Yes, energy healer uh, and bioenergetics expert, Benayak, energy healer, Randy Miller, and our panelists, Penny Christofferson and Micah Green. So this will be a discussion show and a time of updates from the White Knights. Please do call in if you've got a question or a comment for any of our co-hosts. The numbers to call for Station 2 are 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. Or you can call 323-744-4841. That's 323-744-4841. So to start us off, we usually start with a meditation. I'm wondering if our friend Omina would offer that. Um, If not, I can do so, but Omina? Yes, I can offer it. Does anybody have any requests? Oh, my particular meditation? You know, pretty much what I've been thinking of is what a lot of people are looking at right now, which is feeling uncertainty, whether yes. the economics of their country or political or you know, situations or, or personal ones. So there's a sense of nervousness and uncertainty. If you could maybe look at that and help us with that, that would be fantastic. Well, that would sound like, that would sound like fears. Yep. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Just give me a minute so I can. Pull my act together, so to speak. Should I be doing to face emotions or fears? Probably fears. Yeah, that would be good. Panic, stress, worry, fear. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay, then. Well, everybody get their act together, so to speak. If you have an act, if you don't, we'll invent one for you. (laughs) (laughs) It is definitely everybody's issues are up. And one of the things about is we need to be able to ease our fears about what's going on all around us, what might be going on with you. And I want you to go into this meditation with the intention of being able to celebrate and able to separate of what you can control and what you cannot control. And when I say control, because there really is no such thing, but to get to a level to where you're able to keep yourself safe, to where you realize that you are safe. So put yourself sitting down or lying down, whatever works for you. And picture yourself as a baby, a beautiful, beautiful, happy baby with not a care in the world, but you're the adult as well. And you have your hands 
sitting on your knees if you happen to be sitting down or if you're lying down your hands are on your stomach and the palms are up because that's an indication of surrender and it's an indication of receiving invite all your spirit guides or your angels or whoever it is that you work with invite them in to assist you take a couple of deep breaths Exhale all the tension of the day. A deep breath in all the way down to your toes, to the tips of your fingers. And a big exhale, releasing all the stress of the day or of the week or whatever might have traumatized you for what's going around in the world. You more certainly can ask for protection. Surround yourself with this beautiful, soft, rose light. Even smell the scent of roses, white roses. Smell the scent of them. Breathe it into your whole being. It's absolutely beautiful. And allow yourself to fill up with the love of roses that you like, the love of the world the love of a person, your self-love, whatever it is you want it to be. Love feels wonderful. It's soft. It's endearing. It smells beautiful. Anyone that's ever smelled a newborn baby knows it smells beautiful. It's universal. And allow yourself to feel that love in your heart, lifting your vibrations and reaching out and taking all the tension with it, melting the tension. You can take a deep breath with the intention of opening all your major chakras so you can neutralize the energy, recharge the energy. Allow your consciousness to go beyond your physical and your emotional and allow for you to see your fears where this energy just comes along and it disintegrates your fears right in front of your eyes especially your third eye it's sort of if you have the fear of the future the fear of the past the fear of the present What's going to happen now? Allow the love that you're surrounded by just to transmute it into this beautiful white pink roses. Listen to yourself breathing and do this tonight when you go to sleep. Listen to your breath. And you will hear all the noises around you taking all the fears away. It will leave your body and allow you to be relaxed. And you can 
think anytime you want of this meditation when you're stressed. When you think about your fears, you allow your desire to be peaceful, to be with you, inside you immediately. Become aware of your spirit guides. Ask their assistance in healing yourself. Let them show you how skilled you are and make a mental note to let your true self work to come through you and to heal you and to allow your conscious mind to recall your abilities to bring peace into your heart. And as you breathe in, and out the beautiful scent of love and white roses you can smell it you can feel it filling up your whole body from your toes to the top of your head as you do that you come back to your body you can feel your body now you can feel the density of it and the lightness of it because now you're stress-free. And keep reminding your lower self that you can remember everything you are doing and everything you did in the meditation to release the stress and any of the fears around you. They are irrational fears. You are safe in the world. You are safe in your space. You are safe in you. And thank you your guides and your loved ones for helping you through this. Breathe slowly as you visualize each of your major chakras closing. And remember to pull in the muscles over each one so that your conscious mind can rest easy. Thank you, guys, for helping me through this. Amen. And I pass the talking stick. Very beautiful. Thank you so much, Omina. You're welcome. Isn't that the truth? We just tap into our guides and they will assist us. Sometimes I find myself kind of shouting at them. <laughs> um, I think it's very okay to shout at them. I do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, they don't take offense. They don't deal with life from a personality or an ego mind level the way humans do so um if that's what you need to do you need quick answers be specific i find that that's what's helpful oh you have to be specific and yeah the beautiful thing about it is they love it if you do it with humor (laughs) they're very they're very funny you know they love humor you know why because they don't see us in our physical form. They see us as energy. And when you put out love, energy, and humor, it's like watching a rainbow dancing. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Seriously, that's how they see it. Wonderful. That's how they see us. So I think it's our job to entertain them because they take care of us. I find that humor with love is 
one of the most powerful energies. Oh, absolutely. Whether you're dealing with humans or or higher beings who are in spirit. Absolutely. If it's yeah. especially yeah. if it's humor that makes you laugh, because every other all the rest of the humor is sarcastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. I don't know. Have I used sarcasm with them? Probably. They're saying yes. They're nodding their heads. <laughs> oh yeah. They'll yeah because it doesn't touch them. Oh, no, it doesn't bother them at all. That's no. So no. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I appreciate your insights, my friend. I really do because um, you're. It's funny because so many thousands of years we've had a conditioning of seeing spirit in terms of religion and religion teaches all this separation between humanity and and deity and and any kind of god or goddess and you know you have so much perfect visceral experience of realizing no they're right here and they're ready for us to talk to them and we don't need any fuss right um it's very helpful well it definitely it definitely helps me to maintain my peace and my humor I hear you. <laughs> because everything is funny, actually. It is. We are we are the most funniest, cruelest, ridiculous beings ever walked the earth. Yes. I agree. I absolutely agree. I'm wondering, have you got any insights you'd like to share for the energy update portion of the... Well, I think that with the energy update for anyone that might be working with people, as I did today... Um, and I think it was to remind me, I really don't think I went in thinking that it was going to affect me. And it did. It, I, I came home and tried to take a nap just to rejuvenate my whole body, so to speak. And that, that did work. So it's like to be aware of how this energy is affecting people. It does not affect everybody the same way and everybody does not have the skills that we might have not, you know, to get rid of the energy rather than holding on to it or thinking. The big thing is thinking there's something really wrong with it. I must be sick to be feeling this way. When oftentimes what it is, it's not that you're sick, but anyone that's out in the audience that might be traumatized as a child and hasn't fully dealt with it, it affects everybody. The person that's trying to deal with it may not be consciously aware because this energy is cleaning house. Mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, it's cleaning house. And all of that comes up. And if we're not aware of it, oh my goodness, you can go to a tailspin and you can have aches and pains and things you never thought you had. Extreme hunger, extreme starvation, whatever it is, how the energy is affecting our bodies. Lie down, do a meditation. Even if you do nothing, close your eyes. Bring in your guides to neutralize the energy. They'll transform it for you. Amen. I passed it off to Perfect. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amina. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, Micah, or Penny, have you got any update you'd like to share? Yes, I do, uh, uh, Okay, Caroline. Um, one of the things, well, both of them actually, uh, Omin is addressed, and I particularly wanted to start with the humor, because religion isn't fun or funny. And uh, for, for some of us, it's it's 
got to be funny or it's just not worth doing, right? <laughs> so um, I'll let Taryn Rama tell us. <laughs> or maybe Rama tell the stories later tonight when he later when he gives his report, because he and I had a giggle over a few things in the report. As that's so that's one thing. It has to be funny or it's not worth doing. The other thing is about the energies, as Omina was talking about. I have gone around for the last two or three days. The top of my head is is sort of attached by strings. It doesn't feel like it's really sitting on my skull. And um, I can't walk fast or turn around quickly or do anything fast because I'm, I get dizzy. And it isn't anything to do. I know it's nothing to do. I'm not sick, as Omino rightly points out. I, it's just the energies. But I just have to go really, really slowly and uh, take my time. And maybe that's part of what it's all about as well. But anyway, I just wanted to say that. All right, wonderful. I think uh, there are so many millions who are experienced this, experiencing this now. I've had dizzy moments and um, just different things going on. And of course, we don't ever discourage people. If you want to see your healthcare practitioner, absolutely. If you've got questions, then do that. Um, but um, if you are pretty sure that it's not an illness, then you can very often chalk it up to the energies. Um, so I follow, yeah. All righty. So I'm wondering, Vinayak um, or uh, or Randy, would you like to give an update? Um, oh, Vinayak has had to take a call. No worries. Uh, Randy, looks like you're up, my friend. Shall I pass the stocking stick to you? I can take that stocking stick. Stocking stick. Okay, great. Okay, give me a second here. Oh, wait a second. Okay, as Amina was saying, these energies are cleaning house. So, we have to realize this is part and parcel of just a normal day in the galactic universe that we happen to be in. This stuff has been going on for centuries, except that now, the soul awareness of everyone on the planet is changing, whether they know it or not. So long night of the big energies. Time felt like it stopped as we moved through the night. Did you experience that? The electron flux reached high levels yesterday. Those are the tingly, zappy energies that will vibrate your teeth and make you feel itchy. Today, you better expect more of the same, along with even more ascension energies weaving through. When in our ascension reality, we know that high vibrational energies don't always register on the space weather tools because they're not physical, they're spiritual. And today, there's going to be a massive energy change. Be mindful of you today. You, your body, your energy, your surroundings, your environment, your interaction with everything that's around you. But listen to the nudges from your team. That's where your knowings of what truly you need reside. Rest, 
hydrate, ground, and simply be. Just simply be. There's certain times if you feel like just sitting there and doing nothing, do exactly that. If you have to lie down on the couch or on the bed or on the floor or whatever, do it. Listen to what your bodies want. Because these energies are all the precursors to the solar flash. No one knows when it's coming. The universe does. It'll happen when it happens. Because they don't run on a they don't run on a clock. The beings we talk to, they don't have a clock system. They don't run on that. They're simply they are beingness. There isness. They're upgrading your system to hold the light of the upcoming grand solar flash. That's what your guides are doing to you, to assist you. And if you ask them to back off a little bit, they'll back off as much as they can. They know what your body can take, and you know what your body can take. We have to learn how to relax. At this point, we can expect that solar flash at any time. Any time. Or no time. Because we have to live in the moment. And feel the changes within you. Tap into yourself. Feel the resonance of your truth within your own system. They're your truths. And do not waste your energy trying to educate people that are not aware. Just make a simple suggestion. If they don't engage, cease and desist. Because you're wasting energy, your energy. So now is the time to hold the light. Share that light around you. Set an intention to do that so that it's always happening. So that you don't have to think about it. This is what you realize. I spent all the time with the monks when I lived in Asia. They said, don't just meditate and get into that meditative state for 20 minutes a day. Because once you've learned how to get into that state, make it a daily practice of trying to be in that state all the time. Concentrate on your breath. Concentrate on your heart rate. You know your body more than anyone else. Rise above. Keeping your energy away from the lower vibrational things around you. You are energy. You are light. You are power. That's why all these energies are coming in. They're here to assist us. Our job is to take these energies, bring them into our bodies, ground them into Mother Earth, send them out to back to the universe. Because the universe works on a loop system. Send and receive. Give and take. I pass the talking stick. Wonderful. Thank you, Randy. I, you know, every time uh, we talk about that solar flash situation, I'm, I, I get really practical and I think is our electrical and internet and everything else just going to go bye-bye at that moment. We're just going to have to take life one, one day at a time at the moment on this planet and be thankful for whatever we can find. And um, that's a lot of things for those of us who have a home and have enough food and have at least some income. <clears throat> There's a lot to be thankful for. Um, so thank you so much. And um, We will be taken care of. 
Okay. We always have been. We have to think back. We've always been taken care of some way or another. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel our galactic friends will will assist? Absolutely. We simply have to do the thing it's called ask. And don't be afraid to ask. That's the Most people are afraid to ask for help. Ask. They work for exactly. They work for us, and we work for them. It's a it's a win win situation, isn't it, Amina? Absolutely. You totally, totally. When you ask, make sure you're open to receiving. Even if you're not a receiver, open up for what you ask for. Open up, receive it, trust that it will be delivered because that. That's the universal law. They cannot refuse when you ask. So be very specific. If it's for your higher good, you're going to get it. I know that from personal experience. All my life. But don't ask for a yacht when a rowboat will do. Don't ask for a yacht or a rowboat if you can't swim, like me. (laughs) I can't swim. So, yeah, We have to stay open to the form. When we ask for something, we we need to just request that it come in the form that's for our higher good. This is well, better. Usually, the way the spiritual world works, they're not into the material things, okay? So don't ask for material things. You might want peace of mind. You might want something like good health, a good night's sleep. You might have a problem that you want it to be resolved for the higher good. You might want something for somebody else for their higher good. Those are the kind of things to concentrate and ask for. You might want help in securing housing or rent. Be specific about that. Then be open to receiving because you will get it. I had a friend who wanted a house, but she wasn't specific enough. So she got the house that she wanted, but there was nothing inside it. She had to build up all the walls separate the rooms and all of that you've got to be specific i know it's 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 kind of funny it wasn't funny at the time but when you think about it it's funny to say i want a house and this is what i wanted to look at outside this is the way i wanted to look at the outside and it's beautiful but then there's nothing inside it's just a shell you want to specify where you want the bathrooms where you want the bedrooms do you want the kitchen equipped or not little details well, that's true for many things. It's true for finding a life partner. It's true for Ex- the job you have or business. Exactly. I remember years ago, and I just said, look at guys, I'm just sick and tired of the pain. You better take it away. I'm done. I want to learn my lessons with humor. I don't want to have to go through pain to learn them. And it never happened after that. Then everything became funny. Well, uh, I remember one time you, you said... I was going through something. You said, you, well, you asked for uh, to move forward in your path. You asked to go to the next level, but you forgot to say and make it fun or make it funny. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was- I know. I, and, and the thing about it is we're not thought to make it that simple, but the truth is it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Penny, um, you've got yes. something to add? Go yes. Ahead. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I was just thinking of your statement, uh, Caroline, about being concerned about what's coming and uh, and about the faith in knowing that we will be okay. 
I used to think that I was not a good manifester, that I didn't know how to do that. And over the, uh, over the last few years, I've realized that everything that I did, when I stop and look back, everything that I did was guided. And everything that happened to me has contributed something to my understanding, uh, to my sense of humor, and, and to my, all of that. Everything, everything that's happened to me has contributed. And when I, I've realized it now and then, but lately that understanding is profound. Everything I've done has been guided. And that's true for all of us, even though we may not acknowledge it. And uh, we are all manifestors and we're all good at it. We just, like Omina says, we just don't always get really good on the specifics. But everything, I, I just have to I reiterate that again and again. We are all good manifestors. And we always are looked after forever and ever. Oh, man, that's my observation. <laughs> well, I agree. You can't be alive and not manifest. Just seems to be something that's going to happen but we tend to do it very unconsciously for the most part. I'm feeling, Penny, I'm feeling like you manifest what you really enjoy when you're joyful about something like music, like singing, yes. that sort of thing. Then you manifest all this wonderful stuff, all these wonderful experiences and connections because you carry so much joy in your energy about that issue. And I yes. think your special, your special uh, potion. Well, and, and, but no, some people have not always considered me that because I've been um, downright ornery when I can't move on my own path. Um, but I guess it's not really being ornery uh, in the long run. It's knowing what I want, even though I couldn't, it's, it's knowing what I wanted, even though I couldn't consciously uh, verbalize it. Um, I just put my head down and kept going, you know, so that I would get what I wanted. So yeah, and sure, like heart level, even though you weren't verbalizing it, and that's where it matters. Yeah, uh, I can yes. tell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yes, uh, but you guys understand that a lot of people around me didn't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I'm signing out. Okie doke. No worries. So, all right, uh, Rama and Tara, would you like to do your energy update, and we can go from there to Rama's latest report. So we'll hand that talking stick over to you now. Okay, I was just going to ask if anybody else has something to say. I think isn't is Micah here? Micah, yeah, Micah has no report. Um, oh, so, uh, we've been through everyone who has a report, um, except little Moi, I guess. And I would just say, um, as nutty as these energies are, uh, you and I are going to have to hold on to every good thing we can find. And boy, stay in your body if you can. Get out in nature um, and breathe real air. Be near green growing living things and uh, just understand that they are supposedly not on our level in terms of intelligence quotient and yet they're not flipping out. They're not upset. They're not stressed and worried. They're completely in their bodies and completely in the present moment. And they're also completely cared for. And so will we be. So, um, yeah, uh, Ram and Tara, would you like to give us your update and that, your energy update and then use update? Okay. 
Greetings, Greetings everyone. everyone. I'll just say that this has been one of the fullest days ever. Yes. Right? <laughs> we want to thank everyone profusely for helping us get the car up and running. We still got to pay ET a little bit more and things are moving right along. Yeah, well, he was able to get half out for today and then yeah. the other half for tomorrow. Uh, but thank you for providing all that money. I mean, we, are... we had some money, but then uh, it was exactly $802. And it's, I mean, what we got from everybody together. And it was $800. So I was got $2 to spare for a little extra gas. <laughs> but we would like to say that it took until Rama to get till five o'clock after five o'clock today to get home. Yeah, it's um, been a wild day, and I could say the energies like Randy was talking about, it is at that time where everything is about to transform, transfigure, and like Sweet Angelique and Tom the Cat said today, the rhetoric is the rhetoric. Leave it alone. They are doing their uh, machinations continuing on, and that's the old timeline. And there's a new timeline that's already coming into play. And I just see, you know, even ET is waking up. I mean, he's been sort of a libertarian Republican and he's he's our auto mechanic and he's called E.T.'s Auto Repair. That's the initials of his name. That's very funny. He is a fanatic about ancient aliens and watching that religiously. And oh, then you two have something to talk about. Yeah. And I mean, some of the stuff that he brings up is on the money because he is seeing the transfiguration, transformation in people, yet some of the pieces are still kind of being fitted together. And I think that is what Randy is addressing and the rest about what's happening here as the dark side is completely lost. And they are pulling out all the stops to create um this uh false reality the matrix and victor orban did a hell of a job at the c-spac c-pac conference today you know bringing up hitler's rhetoric and you know that's the old timeline that's been canceled and i mean i have been hearing that since the 60s you know from people that what have you been hearing since the 60s the old timeline has been canceled oh well we're still yeah we're still playing it out in real time yeah i mean the cops that killed brianna taylor are being brought to justice this is a big deal because the number one issue right here is we want to meet Captain Ashtar, or Mother, or Archangel Michael, or Metatron. Uh, you know, everybody kind of looks like us, 
but there are variations on a theme as we can get past our issues about race and skin color and maybe what we look like then we could get somewhere and this is a really big deal because it's right in our face i don't any have any other way to plainly put it and it's being brought up every single day with the issues that are happening as we're seeing the transfiguration a lot of it isn't pretty because it's 13,000 years of lies from the fallen angels and it's coming full circle as everything comes out right now and what I could say about this present moment um, in the last week the energies are extremely high I've been like Penny said tied to my body with a tether my head feels like it's 15 feet above my body and it's the energies and if you don't move with you know care and determination the energies will move you and that's where you get dizzy or you get off center because we are already in fifth dimension moving higher than that even though it looks like third and i mean i know if i don't put the brakes on on my car and go through the stop sign i you know may or may not make it i'm just saying you know you don't test the energies even though things are very transcendental right now with how it feels okay and Rama's going to read now, but I wanted to just give you some new information, everybody. So write this down. As of tomorrow, we will be on station one on Fridays only. Starting tomorrow, the first Friday that we will be on station one rather than on station two. All the others are the same. You know, Thursdays are still station two and Saturdays are still station two. Yes. Friday will be on station one. Um, and it will start at uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And then uh, there will be a one-hour conference call at, at uh, well, Mountain Time, 7 o'clock. But um, the question and comment numbers that you call into will be 888 Six two seven six zero zero eight or three two three seven four 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 eight three one. We don't have it up there yet, but we just got that news this day and um, this day. Rama didn't get hold of five o'clock. Uh, so one hour conference call. Um, so Rama, um, is everything else the same for Friday? Just uh, uh, what's Friday? It's the same number we call in, right? 
I think the conference call actually starts at 7 p.m. Pacific on, on Fridays. What's that? No, no, he wrote it down here. It starts 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, our time. No, I'm talking about the conference call. You said that the one-hour conference call starts at 7 p.m. Um, oh, it starts at... Yeah. Uh, let's see. The one-hour conference call starts at 7 p.m. Pacific. Right. 8 p.m. E, uh, Mountain. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Rama or Tara, yeah. I can put that in an email after the call and send it out. Yeah. And... Um, I just want to make sure um, uh, that I have everything that you need, everybody. Station one, the number you call in is 888-627-6008. And so that's all we need. And then I think if you're going to call direct, you call 323-744-4831. Anyway, Penny, uh, I think I'll have Rama send these instructions from, yeah. from uh, Don to you. Yeah, well, the 888 number is uh, the one that's used to call in and ask questions. And the other one is when you, we want to talk directly to Don. Okay. That's a question. Oh, um, yes, so. Dawn did put the new numbers in the chat. Okay, just wait, I'll find them. Yeah, they're at the top, that's right. Okay, Penny. Penny will help out, but I'm not sure I can be a better help right now. That's all right. We'll share more information as we get it. That's all right. Okay, so Rama. And I just wanted to say in terms of the international news, let us put Brittany Griner in the circle support. She got convicted for nine years in hard labor prison. This is a, you know, she is being used as a political pawn right now by the U.S. and Russia and it is all yeah it's all connected with the war in ukraine yeah which the us is guilty of i need to put it in those terms yes but that doesn't mean anything for her right now yes uh what i would say is that uh on the uh, deutsche news they said that they're expecting full well that Putin will make an exchange. There will be a prisoner exchange. And that they wanted to exchange her and another gentleman that's in prison from the United States. Victor Booth. Yes. And then um, and then they have two the two Russian Russians that are in prison here. And also so that will be the exchange. And also Alex Jones is having to pay $4.1 million to the families of the Sandy Hook uh, mass shooting. And Alex Jones is going to have to face the January 6th hearing, whether it's been said today or not. He's refused to come twice now already. He 
is going to be, he's subpoenaed. They haven't actually said it on the news yet, but he is being subpoenaed. And this is leading into the rest of the story that brings closure to this because we had a coup d'etat on January 6th. And um, I will go to this. Uh, Rama, did you hear his answer to when the judge or the lawyer asked him, so according to you, the government is involved in pedophilia and human trafficking. His answer was, you mean like Jeffrey Epstein and the Clinton family? (gasps) Yes. I'll send you the audio clip. There's some audio clips that are just so hilarious. He said that directly in live recordings on the court. Now, something else, his lawyer mistakenly sent all his income tax records, medical records, and phone records to the other lawyer. And he tried to get the course, the trial, he tried to get a mistrial. The judge said, no way. This is just another tactic or something. I I didn't listen to it all, but I I just laughed. I I saw that. And I really thought that his lawyer did it purposely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's just, you know, we have to, like Omina said, you have to laugh. I roared laughing when I heard him say, because that's just him. That's just, that would be his response. But his goose is cooked anyway, so. Yes. It says on the says right on the subtitle here right now on the TV. It says jury to consider just a second. I'm back back it up one more time. Sorry. Where'd it go? Oh my god, I'm sorry. Jury to con I'm very sorry. Here it is. Jury to consider additional additional one second i gotta get that thing to go away go away go away punitive damages for sandy hook family in case against alex jones because remember how he lied and lied and lied and said it was all fake and everything and the parents are they're going after him for 150 million dollars well, they were getting death threats and getting harassed, um, uh, something tremendous, because yeah. they believed Alex Jones and thought that the parents were, had been lying. Uh, and so they only compounded the grief that these poor people still feel. You're never going to get over that, are you? Uh, mm-hmm. Losing a six-year-old child. So, um, you know, he really is wretchedly culpable. This is a terrible person. <laughs> and there's... And there's two more cases yet. This is just the first of three. Yes. He never, ever thought that his arrogance never thought it would go as far as it has. So he's paying the price. So much money on those ads, Omina. (gasps) He makes, I looked it up today, between the ads and the sales, he makes sometimes as as high as a million dollars a day from his show. Yeah, yeah. He, ne- he, ne- he thought he could get away with saying and doing whatever he wanted to and disregard for for the grief of those parents. No, and the he- energies are 
the energies are such a way now that no, they will. No, no, no. It, no, everybody is now paying what they need to be paying. Yeah. But when he started, he really thought it would never go as far as he really thought it would never go this far. And he's sitting there. What is he going to do? He can't defend this because he says. Yeah. Trying to draw fire away from himself by mentioning big names, but he's still got to answer for what he's done. Well, the whole point is exactly he's not going to get out of it. I hope you skin him alive with money. <laughs> Take everything that he has. Yeah. I'm going to change the subject here. Okay. <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> Thank you, Odin. Read you, my wild escapades. Yes, please go ahead, Roma. Okay, this is Friday. The Dalai Lama, His Holiness, um, there's um, or a link here, speaking to a crowd of over 50,000 on the second day of his three-day teaching at the one so teaching grounds in Ladakh, UT, India, July 29th. And this is Monday. Think about that. 50,000 people sitting in front of him, cross-legged on the ground to listen to him. 50,000. Yeah. Wow. And this is Monday. Um, happy Lamas. May we all honor goddess Cerise Demeter. Cerise is a goddess of agriculture, grain, yields, fertility, and motherly relationships. She was credited with teaching humanity how to grow, preserve, and prepare grain and corn. Demeter is the Greek name of Cerise. Also in the Sumerian civilization, Cerise Demeter was the goddess of grain and harvest, and her name, Sumerian name was Inanna. I went to see Ranamu at 10.35 this morning. I got on the bio bed and three lasers came out of the ceiling. They merged and became the threefold flame three in one right before me. Then Ranamu combined the sounds of the Hathors by Tom Kenyon. This went on for 20 minutes. I could say at first it was intense and somewhat painful. Then it merged into a general warm sensation concentrated on my neck and shoulders. Then Ranamu reiterated the Secretary General's message. We are about five seconds away from midnight on the atomic clock. Captain Ashtar is here. Starfleet Academy is a reality right now. Satnam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. And this is Tuesday. I, I talked to Natasha. Um, and this is me speaking. The Catholic Church and the white evangelical church have been 
going against women's rights to choose abortion as part of their reproductive freedom. I received a text message from Natasha at 12.15 early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, the propaganda from the U.S. regarding the situation with the Speaker of the House visiting Taiwan and ignoring the fact that Taiwan is in China's jurisdiction was a bad move. Hmm. The energies are extremely high. There are comets and asteroids coming into our realm. They are living beings coming to visit us to bring their divine wisdom to our world. They are divine messengers. The 13 families are pushing for war. War has been canceled. They either don't get the memo or they didn't get the memo or they deleted it. There are enough of us on Mother Gaia to shift this story to peace and love. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Satnam, namaste, blaze the light of fire. And this is yesterday, Wednesday. I received a text message again from Lady Natasha. This time it was 11.35. She said to me, Lord Rama, today Taiwan flew 27 military jets over the disputed area of the Taiwan Strait before between Taiwan and China. This was a provocative action. I will repeat the message of Secretary General Antonio Guterres of the last couple of days. We are five seconds away from a so-called nuclear accident. Um, yet we all know that there are no nuclear accidents. I am here to let you know, Lord Rama, that Captain Astar is on top of this. There have been numerous solar flares going on um, planet-wise. I have been seeing I will be seeing you soon. Satnam Namaste, blaze the by red fire. And this is today at 11.45. Late this morning, I received a text message from Tom the Cat and Sweet Angelique the Cat. They said to me, Lord Rama, we are at René Le Chateau in southern France, near the city of Limoux. The stones here are vibrating. It is a sign that the transfiguration of our son, Saul, is very near. The rhetoric of the 13 families is just that, propaganda. Right now in the Wisak Valley, the nameless ones are leading an entourage of 3,000 lamas who are spinning prayer wheels and chanting Omadne Padme Hum. We are in this time of great transformation, transfiguration. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Satnam, namaste, praise the fire. 
I pass the talking stick back to you. To me, Rala? Yes. Um, well, we're in this period now where people can call in if they want to. Right, Caroline, why don't you give us some numbers for people to call in? Absolutely. Let me see where I put them. <laughs> All right, here we are. That was takes me a moment. 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. Or you can call in at 323-744-4841. That's 323-744-4841. Wonderful. Um, just going back a tiny bit, you guys, uh, I just wanted to ask uh, for clarification, what was the um, NWBA, the, the uh, NBA, women's NBA professional ball player, Brittany Griner, what was she charged with? Does she have a little bit of CBD oil and what some product and they flip? Yeah, a little bit of CD, CBD oil and her physician recommended it for pain. And she had brought it, but as she testified, she didn't realize that she had something in there that was going to violate the law. And she had no intentions of doing any harm to anyone. They were, they were vapes. They were what? Vapes. They were fakes? No, vapes. Fake. They were, they're, you know how you smoke, instead of smoking a cigarette, they have vapes, you smoke it through the vape. Yeah, vaping, vaporizing. Oh, they were vapes. Yeah, that's what she had. And yeah. there was, and there was yeah. a very small amount. Seven tenths of a gram. And of course, you know, they're using her as a pawn because they're trying to do the uh, ex uh, uh, prisoner exchange. Yeah. Yes, that's why they made this exorbitant penalty. Right. It's that being said, you know, we better pay attention and help out here everywhere. It just said light because I think she's married with a child. Isn't that right? She has, they, I know she, she's married, but I didn't know she had a child. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Sorry, but yes. Well, she Brittany Grimer. Brittany Griner's partner is a woman. Yes. That's a wife. Yes, that still counts as a spouse. Yes. Yes, that's, that's right. But uh, if they have a child, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, gay couples uh, do all the time use. Uh, oh, I know. I know. I don't know if it's her child, though, or maybe it is. I don't know. I was just thinking they had a child, but maybe maybe not. Um, but we need to just send light that that dear woman is able to come home as soon as possible. She's already been there for months and months. And um, since February. Nonsense. Yeah, absolute nonsense. Um, it's just the old power structure going crazy. And it's fine if they build up more antagonism between the U.S. and Russia. That's fine with them. Uh, they don't mind that. That feeds into their preferences. Um, yeah, and that's got up to, got to do too. That um, I mean, she's uh, a world cha world champion. She is brilliant. Yes, yes, she's absolutely brilliant. Six point six feet nine inches tall, bending over and getting up and under around everything in those prisons. 
I'm just going to say that she's amazing energy that's bringing forward through this process. But she played in Russia for years. Oh, she was going to there to play some more. Yes. They do that because WNBA players, the women, don't get any near what the men earn. And of course they don't. It's not fair at all. Um, and it isn't. I mean, it should be maybe commensurate to what is brought in in terms of advertising dollars. That's one way they could even it out, you know, give them a larger percentage of the revenue from what comes in. Um, because um, advertisers make a ton off of the NBA and, and WNBA. And it's just, um, it's craziness that they wouldn't be paid right. It's just, oh, going on for ages. I'm still going to go to the very bottom line of it. The male energy is petrified of the feminine essence. Yes. Right. True. When that's the, that's the bottom line with all of that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely true. Um, and yet she's setting an example nonetheless. And she's an Olympic gold medalist. Well, they used her as a pawn. Oh, of course. They yeah. really are. Yeah, they even said so in the Deutsche, Deutsche News today. They said they they have to give her a big, 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 massive sentence because, as you know, in Russia courts, they aren't just, and they have courts, uh, they, they, and they have to show that they are mer completely merciless. And I'm just going to say, everything is, good things come to those who are willing to wait, I would say that. And so this time is the most difficult time, but I think that they're saying on the news that there's going to be an exchange. Yeah. Oh, definitely. She's not going to be left right there. No. I would say that, you know, given the current atmosphere on this planet, you know, they're going to trade her for Victor Boot, and Victor Boot is no... Saint, and at the same time, I who am I to judge? Because what they're playing with is these ideas about war, and war has been canceled. And it, it's this whole consciousness of they are caught, and like I have to take it out to that story that. As the fallen angels and the 13,000 years of lies get exposed, um, it, it's, it's a big deal. Even Michael Moore has come forward and condemned the Pope for what he wow. said in Canada. It's, you know, too little, too late, mister. Yeah. How do you bring back 4,000 dead children? Uh, 100,000. Uh, 100, Pauline is on line one. 100,000, did you say? Oh, easily. Over 100 years of the residential schools, over well over 100,000. So, Pauline? Yeah, hi. Um, I wasn't sure what kind of question I'm allowed to ask, but this has to do with the 8840. Can anybody answer... I never thought of this, that when the gate is open, it's not, I mean, do all of us have to be prepared before we go in that portal? 
because I know there's like interference that people are doing all kinds of, um, I guess, ceremonies, rituals, and I don't know what it is that I need to do to make sure that I don't know, you know let anything through the portal or do anything that will uh, make it worse on this planet. So that's, I never, I mean, I heard somebody mention that and I never ever thought about it. But now I'm like really curious, does anybody have any information about how we prepare ourselves if we do it, get involved with any group? Because I don't even know. Sometimes I'll just get involved with a group. I have no idea who's really, you know, what they're really about and if they're really in their hearts or if they're really about unity or, you know what I mean? Like I, I just used to just join all these groups and never even thought about it. Um, but I am thinking now more carefully of what the groups I associate with. So can anybody give me an answer to that? Pauline, I hope I heard everything. You were a little hard to hear. I think you're asking about the 8-8 Lionsgate portal. I got that much. And is there any precautions that we should take? Like if we're going and get involved with groups, you know, sometimes you just join a new group or should you even go do anything with a new group and you don't really know the people you're you know, joining and don't really know their true intentions and if any, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I was just trying to find out is there's um, cautions that some people should be taking or if I'm just in my heart, I shouldn't worry about it or... I don't think there's any prediction that anything cataclysmic or difficult will happen. It is a time of transformation. It is a time of releasing um, the false energies that we build up around ourselves and, and our cultures. But it's it's a very positive time, 8-8. Eight, eight. And I, I just, I don't think there's any reason to stress, really, Pauline. Um, you, I th you know, you're okay. fine. <laughs> I heard somebody mention that I could prepare for it. That's the only reason why like, you need to do your work before you go in. Uh, I was asking about the solar flash, uh, but go ahead, Omina. Did I hear you saying the numbers 8-8? Eight, eight? Yes, August 8th is the Lion's Gate. Um, oh, yes. Oh, okay. No, I was thinking of something totally, I was thinking of something altogether different in relationship to, to Pauline, that the number 8 for her is a continuing life with abundance. Oh, I wasn't yeah. looking for a personal reading. <laughs> I was just asking about this important, you know, I guess this time. Supposedly well, all all right, take your mouth away from the microphone. Move your mouth away from okay, the microphone sorry. because it's very muffled. I have a speakerphone. Maybe that's the problem. It yeah. sounds a little better anyway, whatever you did. Oh, every time you look at eight, think of abundance. Oh, I already know that. Especially I'm Chinese, and that eight is really powerful. <laughs> oh, okay then. Okay, well, maybe. Thank you. Uh, you just need to be... Huh? Thank you. Oh, Thank you're you welcome. Your, your message. I didn't expect one for, you know, for, for that. So thank you. You're welcome. <sighs> So where were we? <laughs> um, uh, Tara, wouldn't yeah. the difference, the portal that she's talking about is astrological and she's thinking about the portals like you see in Stargate, maybe. 
you know, mm. where you can go in a portal and come out somewhere else. And mm. those are two different, I think it's two different kind of portals that we're talking about here. You want to say something to that, Rama? I would say that the eight lion's gate is an etheric physical portal, but it's also a time where all the vortexes and sacred sites around the planet are opening because of the energies that are pouring in right now. I... And it's followed up very soon uh, with the harmonic convergence every year, too. Yeah. Uh, and that has to do with uh, 1987 when the, when the pro, uh, what do you call that? The photon, the photon belt, belt uh, started traveling from the Pleiades towards the Earth. And it actually anchored itself on the Earth somewhere in 2006. But it's continuing to guide the planet and increase the energies exponentially um, and bringing as many human beings as possible to their awakeness without causing people harm. Yeah. I mean, if you go higher faster than you're ready for, you can cause yourself harm. So, you know, we're asked, being asked to keep that balance in our hearts and our minds and our lives because the energies won't con stop continuing to go up. Uh, is that something helpful, Penny? I, I wasn't thinking about me. I was just thinking about um, that's, yes, that's good inter interesting, useful information, but I was just thinking about Pauline's question and the fact that there might be some confusion about the kind of portals because the kind of portal she's talking about sound like the physical ones that you go through and you don't know where you're going to land in the other end. And that's not what 888 is about. Yeah, no. it's a very fine line too, though, because of the energies um, as we continue to open our hearts and meditate. Uh, actually, we literally, what's the name of that film that we saw? They went through a portal in Egypt. Uh, it was a film where they went actually through a, they went through a Stargate. Stargate? Was it called Stargate? Yeah, it was Stargate. Yeah. I mean. With Kurt with Russell. That, yeah, with Kurt Russell. Even though you the don't original. go physically, there are Stargates like 8-8 could be a Stargate in that sense. But you can go etherically. You can go etherically. And that that helps to come and listen and have some, a little bit of guidance about that. And I think that we're doing this together here and we've got a lot of brilliant people that have had experiences. And I think she was touching on something that we're being asked to pay attention to because I mean, we literally are going to be physically in the fifth dimension all the way here somewhere along the line. Right, Donald? Yeah, and some folks are experiencing the fifth dimension right now, even though it kind of looks like the third. And I could say there are physical stargates opening all over the planet and with the right intentions and you know where you are going, you go there. It's 
like in the movie Contact, um, when you focus on where you are going and you walk through the Stargate, you'll show up there. And um, it's about using your consciousness to get there. Well, my question to Pauline would be if she's if this is help that she should call in again, because I'm not sure she knew what she, that she was asking. I'm, I, no, I don't mean to be insulting that it was she was looking for the right words to ask the question and was having trouble with it. And so um, I would like to know if she has gained an understanding from listening to this conversation. And thus got the answer to her question. Because go. I can see why if she didn't know the group that and and uh, wasn't sure about their intentions, that there could be difficulties. There could be. And that's what she's trying to obviate. Yeah, exactly. I just have a few questions also about Rama's report. Um, is this the second time, I think it is, that Rana Mu has used this phrase, Rama, where she says, Captain Ashtar is here, Starfleet Academy is a reality right now. Why is she saying that? Why is she saying Starfleet Academy is a reality right now? What do you think? What I think that means is that as peace is declared on the planet, and the technology of death doesn't work, we will be invited into joining the Intergalactic Confederation. And it's a learning curve because in some ways it is kind of like Star Trek and, you know, the Jedi ways of the Force. And it's about how to use the abilities and gifts we all have that we've always had only now because the veil is gone things are happening at an exponential rate so that we are learning about the other inhabitants that surround this solar system and this galaxy and neighboring solar systems and as we learn to become a type one or even a type two civilization then we can have peaceful contact like Dr. Greer speaks about and I bring it back to the number one issue is we got to get over the false ideologies that have been programmed into us by the false matrix and the false leaders who are using false religions to control the masses. I hope that answers, Caroline. Yes, thank you. That is a big help. Um, so there is a learning curve and there, there is a bit of a gap quite a gap between where we are now in all our uh, non-galactic ignorance and uh, where we will need to be in order to take up our place amongst the Galactic Federation. And that's Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt, but it's like I 
um, here, this, um, like one of the scenes in one of the Star Trek movies where they were explaining to these people um, who, it was in uh, Star Trek First Contact, where Deanna Troy is explaining to these um, early space explorers, uh, Dr. Cochran and his community, they launched the first warp drive ship. And in that storyline, Deanna Troy is explaining to the people of this little community as we get past the issues right now and we get help from our friends but also from ourselves disease war hunger death the pollution everything is ended the ideas about greed it's all gone completely gone, gone. Wow. and we have paradise heaven on earth or as cheryl calls it you know, heaven on earth. <laughs> and how we do that is what I see as what His Holiness Kundun Dalai Lama is teaching us, compassion and love, how to get past this when we're looking at folks like Alex Jones and I you know, uh, mm. got to send more love and not get angry because then I'm in the same boat. We have Raylene on from Arizona online too. Oh, wonderful. Go ahead, Raylene. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Raylene. Um, thank you. Who is the caller, Pauline? Can I say something about Holly needs to ask if, if that's the right fit for her in the group. That's what I was getting when I was listening. She's jumping around to groups, and I don't think it's so much the, the um, AA thing going on. It's more her knowing where she fits in. Like That's what I was feeling. She used to go in meditation, connect with a guy to find out. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. If Pauline wants to call no. in again, that's fine. We're open to that. Um, I hadn't thought of it that way. Right. Do, you, do you know Pauline? Renee? I got that. No, I got it really strong because I've been in a lot of groups. You got to know where. I mean, you can learn from more intensity and stuff, but she may not be um, open to that right now. So it's more discernment is what I got. That's from Kwan Yang. I always get that. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's one more thing I want to bring up. Does anybody know? And you may group may have talked about it, what happened on seven six seven seven. That CERN, they they worked CERN, and I heard that that whatever went on there was not good for us. I think it passed already. But does anybody know about that? Yeah. Well, Did you get any info? What I know. Info I got was not. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What I know about that is they turned CERN on on the seventh of, but I don't really know if 
they achieved what they are trying to achieve in terms of opening wormholes or portals to control the old timeline so that they continue their agenda of death. I don't really know. I heard that there was, it was not the most positive thing. Oh. I about the call in a while ago with this. I think it passed already, but yeah, they, they, we know that they've been playing. I thought they got stopped for a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and Raylene, I think that they're trying everything that they can think of to suppress uh, the people, and it's, it won't be successful. Yeah, they're very desperate. That's why they're yeah. the most dangerous, but then love is more powerful. <laughs> I would say that. Yeah. It absolutely is, Raleen, and I just thank mm -hmm. you. It's good to hear from you. I just want to say that, too. Thank it you. is. Yeah, it is a lot of bug stuff's going on. Like I feel, I'll just share this. I feel a lot of my higher dimensional selves are shifting, so I feel more of the above stuff. Because yes, there's a lot of um, amping up and raising uh, consciousness and frequency. So I keep getting like a really high levels of my bigger eye are really sh uh, shifting. So yeah, like what Rama said earlier, you know, it's like I'm not here most of the time. I just I'm in my my still space, <laughs> trying to absorb all this. <laughs> You're traveling. Yeah, you gotta make fun of it. Hello. You're traveling, right, Rolling? Yeah, traveling. traveling. I'm traveling course I'm not the only one. You know, I'm just sharing. <laughs> yeah. You're just traveling on another plane. And we, I think we all, so with whatever level we're able, we are all having that yeah. opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really big show. <laughs> it is a big show. There's one more thing. I, um, what I understand is that the, I've been working with, I work with different groups. Um, the Makita deck, my aspects of Makita deck, I'm going to tell you, a lot of them have come back because they were frozen in time or stuck. And I know you, this group here can relate with the Makita Dick, you know, the, the Brotherhood, you know. So I work with Makita Dick personally a lot. But I even got woken up when they were called back. I'll say it that way. But a lot of my aspects have been coming back. And I heard that the Makita Dick logo is being resurrected right now. I felt like I needed to call and say that to you. Wow. Thank you. So the, Thank you. So the aspects of, yeah, I got guided really strong and I kept saying, the time is the time because I wait also, you know, discernment. But I've been feeling that building and more integration. I mean, when I say a lot, a lot of my aspects were really <laughs> not here for a very, very, very long time, you know. So I think it's a real... All this coming together, believe it or not, a lot of big changes, you know, with that Stargate, if you want to call it, what's going on in England? Yeah. You know, with uh, King Arthur. I mean, all that stuff was happening with the light, the light body and all. I'm seeing a lot of lions, <laughs> different types of lions. No, no, not just, not just the Syrian lions. Also, what is it? Lyran? The Lyran lion. The lion is, let me be fair. <laughs> That's interesting. A friend of mine did a, 
a, med a meditation where she saw two lions um, recently. Yes. And I dreamt about lions the other night, and I never do that. Okay, so I was supposed to bring it up. So that, they're coming closer. I know they have a name, and I got it. It's a friend of mine that has, knows how to pronounce what they exactly call. I'm not even going to attempt it right now, but I, I feel my connection with them. I'm not the only one that's why I'm talking to share. Yeah. So a lot of those higher dimensional, galactic, whatever you want to say, universal aspects that are uh, coming, coming back with us and integrating, not just coming back to connect mm -hmm. a part of us, right? Yeah. I'm not telling you that, so because I'm, I'm still shifting with that. So, yeah. In the midst of all the so-called chaos, divine chaos, it is coming together, you know? So yes. Think about that with Nikita Deck, because I think that was a big deal. Yes. <laughs> Just a lot of stuff. Like, who's on first, but it's all good. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Raylene. It's good, wonderful. Welcome. Yes, Raylene. You know? There's something up in the zoo for sure. I oh, mean, definitely. <laughs> and the timing, we're talking, think about the timing of all this. I mean, this got really, um, how would you say, amped up, accelerated through all these, how would you say, plasma waves and everything. There's a lot of correcting going on. So we, we're getting freed up. We may not know it right now, but we are. And it's moving fast. Mm -hmm. I feel pushed to get on the phone to tell you that, you know. Yes. I know you know that, but I'm just another, I'm another, uh, what do they call it? <laughs> the yes. I calling myself. Yeah. We all are another one of the other ones. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I was thinking, Doug, going back to Brittany Griner's, um, it's a universal sense of justice that's coming in and the people are not going to let that go. Not so easily, like mm -hmm. just another piece of news. And, uh, in other words, there's an honoring of justice seasoned with compassion and mercy and wisdom, all the things we keep invoking. It's starting to happen now. People are not so far removed anymore they're really knowing there's only one of us here would you say so right i love it yes <laughs> the cosmic joke you know that <laughs> oh boy <laughs> you gotta laugh when you realize who you are when you realize who you are then kind of lighten up and take that in you know <laughs> bring, bring yourself back into alignment right at all levels Yes. Even the levels are not real. Well, for us, it is we're in a physical body, so they are real. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Raylene, and huge blessings. And, um, and yeah, and take care. You appreciate it. Okay. Okay. Um, I will be listening. I'm just wondering, Rama. Yeah. Uh, you know, you said today Taiwan sent how many military jets? Well, it was in the last day or two that uh, Taiwan flew 27 military jets into the disputed area, like 
you know, between Taiwan and China. And it was a provocative move to, uh, and, you know, up the tensions and China shot three rockets into the um, ocean near Japan. And I heard that on NHK News on the radio today that Japan considered that was a violation of their territorial waters. And, uh, you know, China shot three ballistic missiles and they hit the water very near the um, shipping lanes of Japan. Is that in response to what happened to Nancy showing up in Taiwan? Boy. That's just because Japan's an ally of the United Don't States. you just love how an 82-year-old female gets all these males up in, a, up in a heap that they have to show rockets up in the air. It's almost like a phallic symbol. They are impotent. Okay? I mean, it just, it's hysterical. It's just hysterical. Yeah. And it's like power to the feminine essence and that's what it brings out in these world leaders and that's how they respond. When there were when when there was male politicians visiting over the years, they didn't do anything like that. No. no. I, just, I think that's hysterical. I really it's, do. It's, it's really hilarious. Thank you, Ovita. It is hilarious when you think about it. It's <laughs> like Oh my God! You have an eighty-two-year-old. I think she's eighty-two. Or pretty yeah, tall. She's eighty-two. She's eighty-two. Yeah, it's like, wow! <laughs> I want to get on the wall stage and shake your booties like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I saw the humor in it. I don't know what anybody else saw, but I thought it was pretty funny. Yes, it, it, <laughs> it was, and um. Good, better, best. Never let them rest. <laughs> better, better, best. I mean, using the weapons that we've got at hand, it's got us. Something's got us. I mean, they said something very strong on on Deutsche, Deutsche TV too today. They said, you know, uh, threatening. They said it's against the law now to threaten to use nuclear weapons, no matter what. It's against the law on an international basis. And I thought that was important. You made me think of that when you brought that up, Onina. Well, uh, Tara, that may be true, but who the hell is going to, who's going to be the uh, policeman in this kind of a war, right? And uh, that's an impossible thing to say. I'm going to tell you right now, Penny, Ashtar knows exactly what time it is. (laughs) I know who will do it, but I mean, they're idiots if they can't see that's what's going to come out of this. Well, you know, I think Ashtar did is just say, hit me with your best shot. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, however they say that in galactic language. (laughs) uh, Rama, let me jump in here. You, You know, you're talking with Lady Master Natasha. And she said that she'll repeat the message of Secretary General Gutierrez. We are five seconds away from a so-called nuclear accident. Of course, somebody would claim it was an accident, but it would also trigger the movement of uh, the mobilization of missiles in different parts of the world. 
And um, uh, why, is, why did she say that, do you think, uh, other than the fact that, yes, there is saber rattling? Is she saying that Captain Ashtar is ready to move because he feels that that will be attempted? Well, um, the first thing that came to mind, Caroline, is that you know that the real Putin is underground with yes. the Dramatins and the, the lookalike Putin has all the military, Russian military, in a nuclear base in Ukraine right now. It, Russia isn't the only country with nuclear missiles. Nuclear oh, that's not my point. They're in a war there, and they did that on purpose because they know that if you're thinking straight, the opposition is not going to go after them on a nuclear base. But still. What I could say about that is. That means that, uh, again. Let Rama say something. Go ahead. What I was going to say is that they, they know, you know, the 13 families on this planet know that the time has come, that they have to relinquish the reins of control. And they absolutely won't. And so something kind of has to push the river. And I think the energies in of themselves are pushing the river because people in of themselves are connecting with the Akash the ether, the aether, which is the grid around our planet and connecting with the cosmos. And I certainly have gotten hints that as they were to try to do something with our conventional technologies, the Atlantean grid, the Akash or the Aether will connect with the technologies we have here that are already fifth dimensional, zero point energy technologies that are already in existence and we will be able to connect worldwide. And at the same time, I think that there are simultaneous events that will occur that are monumentous. And number one, I think it would be where all the technology of death stops. And we're going to have to kind of figure out the next step. And it's about compassion and wisdom rather and than not shaping a whole new system. Rather than the ideas that Viktor Orban is putting out or other kind of characters that still want to control the narrative. And they are, like I said, impotent. All they have is their tongue and uh, their shit on luck. Excuse my language. (laughs) Uh, All right. Okay. And then looking at the message you got from Tom the Ringtail Cat and Sweet Angelique, why are they at Rela Chateau? Because the stones of that structure, the vortex of that uh, structure are vibrating 
and as the stones in of themselves are sending out a resonant frequency, it's being picked up by other folks across the planet as the portals are opening all the sacred sites and vortexes. And it, it, it's in conjunction with the upcoming solar flash. And, and I have human presence that they representing the world as humanity. You yeah. Know? And, and as we that, connect, really as we connect with those sacred vortexes or places and like touch physically touch the stones, you will receive the information, the downloads, like in geometric shapes and sounds and colors. And this is how the universal language, which is called Solex Mall. And it will help us understand how to move with these energies in the right way. Yeah, I was there five years ago, and it is an astounding place for, yeah. I mean, transformational energies. And you get a feeling like there are rivers of higher dimensional energies flowing <laughs> here and there um, on the property. And it's, um, it's quite striking. Um, and I remember saying on this show, when I kind of gave a report or on Stargate, as it was at the time, as I was approaching the Magdalene Tower, which is a bit separate from the Chateau itself, um, a separate part of it, uh, I, the, the presence of Mary Magdalene uh, greeted me at the door to that tower. And it was just the most astounding feeling. So I, for me, I didn't even have to put my hand on the, on the stones. And yet I can imagine, um, again, you know, we go back to that interview we did a couple of years ago with Freddie Silver, where he was talking about the sacred sites and uh, how you, if you put your hand on the stone, you would receive a download because uh, they speak. They really are vibrating with a, at a higher level. Yeah. Yeah. They're connected to dimensions where um, interdimensional and intergalactic information is flowing. And so when you're speaking of the Solex Mal, is that a vibrational language? Is that something you, one actually speaks? Or it's a symbolic vibrational language. And uh, Tuella created a book called The Master Symbols of the Solar Cross, and it might be out of print, but it still might be available through Amazon. I'm not sure. But in that book, they have all the symbols of the solar cross, and they have actual musical scores to play, like on the piano or other instruments, how to play that music. And that calls in the galactics. This is what Tuella was sharing with the world way back when. And has it got something to do with that 432 hertz too? Yeah, I believe so. And you translate all the music you play to the 432 hertz. It's yes. available to do that on your computer now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is available. If you go online and do a search for Master Symbol of the Solar Cross, and then the subtitle is keys to the sacred symbols 
Um, it's channeled by Tuella, T is in Tom, U-E-L-L-A, a representative of the Ashtar Command, and Travis. Those are the two names that, that are given as the channelers. And you can get it, you can order it online. Um, and I wanted to say as well, one of Rama's contacts mentioned Tom Kenyon. And for his information, he's the, one of the most astounding sound healers you'll ever come across. There's a beautiful documentary on him. Uh, it's Tom, T-O-M, like Thomas, in other words, Tom Kenyon, K-E-N as in Nancy, Y-O-N as in Nancy.com, TomKenyon.com. And definitely, I would encourage everybody to look into his work. Uh, yes, Caroline, uh, many years ago, we made a presentation twice on a show. We spent a uh, couple of hours each show on a Thursday on the Stargate Roundtable. We played his music, and then on a Friday or a Saturday, we played more. Mm -hmm. It's just tremendous. It's picking up on those higher frequencies for sure. Yeah, it's transdimensional. And he speaks with, on a soul level, with um, the, what they call cetaceans, the whale family, who are also part of the dolphin family. And they're, they're basically the same family. And, um, oh gosh, just astounding. Absolutely astounding. You have to remember that in 1920, Walter Russell, he did the periodic table as music. Mm. Woo! And he wrote a book about it. I have the book somewhere. It's just when you look at it, it's it's. And remember, he was a he was a musician. He drew seven art art pieces at one time. He you know incredible. But the scientific world wouldn't wouldn't take anything he said because he didn't have a PhD. But he uh -huh. was light years ahead of everybody else. He has, if it's the same Walter Russell, there's a museum in West Virginia. Yes, but I think they've closed that down. Have they? To him and yes. his wife. They were twin yes. teams. Yeah. came in together to create. I went to his museum because I love some of his philosophy, most of his philosophy. Yeah, he wrote some fantastic stuff. I think that has closed, if I remember right. They, no one would, no one had, they just run out of money to keep it up. Because it was a big place. Right, right. It was a really nice place, too. He started his life in New York as a doorman. I didn't know that. Yes, he was a poor kid, and he was a doorman for one of the famous hotels in New York for the longest time. And then, I don't know, I can't remember how he got into what he got into. Um, but, you know, then he went on to, he didn't have degrees, but he definitely had the intelligence and the knowledge and the wisdom that it created, you know, created a whole energy, body of energy that reflected who he was. He was a high being. Yes. Yeah. Did, did, yeah. did you say, Randy, that he was an artist as well? Randy? Well, it sounds like he was a musician. Yes, he was. And he, whatever what he couldn't figure out was, Anytime they went to see him in his room where you do the art, he had seven or eight pieces. He was working on them all at the same time. That's what I heard you say. That's interesting. He's a genius. I'm trying to find out what oh, Omina said about the museum. Give me a minute and I'll find out. 
geniuses will get bored. You know, they get such a download of so many different ideas at once. They've got to just pour it all out. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lord Rama, uh, going back to your update, while we're waiting for Randy to find that info, um, you were saying the energies, or Natasha said the energy is extremely high. Asteroids coming into our realm and something else. And then she called them living beings coming to visit us to bring their divine wisdom to our world. What? Asteroids have divine wisdom <laughs> and they're living beings? How amazing. Have yeah. you heard that before? Asteroids and comets are divine messengers, as Patty Robles calls them, and their trajectories through our solar system and through the galaxy, their gravitational paths have a certain wisdom as they pass through various areas of space that are close to our planet or let's say the moon or Venus or Mars or Jupiter or Saturn or Titan and as they pass through there are cosmic rays that are released in neutrinos and different kinds of electrons, protons, the various frequencies that make up the nature of the building blocks of life. And as we tune into these cosmic visitors, they actually will download to us their wisdom through the geometric symbols. And we have always sort of known that in this life. No one's ever taught that to me. It's when I've seen that in the, you know, out in the atmosphere, I get a sense and I can see the various geometric shapes as they pass by. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, fascinating. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, I'm wondering, do you remember, do you, Ortar, do you remember upon awakening where you've been in your etheric travels? I do. And when I go in the night work and get on the ships or go to the various places, I consciously remember it. Not all of it is, you know, Nice and pretty because we visit the many troubled spots on the planet and send when you it. went to Iraq when they were doing the wars and you being down off the ships and you rescued people and being them back up on the ships and yes saved their lives. Yeah. And I do when I wake up, I recall where I've been and I sometimes have to just, you know, allow the thoughts and the energy patterns to formulate themselves. And sometimes it's very, you know, 
disconnected because it's all over the local galaxy. I can say that. Can I ask a question? Yes. If anybody has ever experienced, this happened to me. I must have been taking a nap or must have been going to sleep. I can't remember which. But I wasn't unconscious. I was consciously aware. And barely opened my eyes. I seemed to have scooped in to a rubble, picked up a baby. Don't know what I did with the baby. Gave it to somebody. And the next thing I have in my eyesight, a man with a turban, two men with a turban, and then just a regular man. Man. And all I could think of was, did I just fly somewhere and rescue a baby from getting hurt? Yes. I did. Yeah. That's what it felt like. And yeah. I thought, I mean, I, I, I can definitely bilocate, and I've done that by sitting there and doing it. But that this was very different. This was very different. And it was like, I know I didn't put those faces in front of me, but it was almost like they were thanking me for jumping in and scooping this baby up and giving, took the baby out of harm's way. I just wonder if anybody else, you know how your mind plays tricks and you think, oh, I just imagine that. Did, did, did you, did you, uh, Mike, I just had a question. Do you know where the baby was taken or did you take it to another family? Or the, I gave the baby to somebody. You gave the baby to yeah. somebody? I rescued this baby. I gave the baby to someone and then, it was like the men's face came in front of me, thanking me with a smile on the face for saving the baby because it looked like it was a bombed place and they had turbans on. So it had to be somewhere in the Middle East. Right, exactly. And it was like, um, it was just a different experience. I haven't experienced that kind of an experience before. Yeah. And it was, it was very quick. That's amazing. I mean, you know, that's a good, good one. Thank well, you. That's what I thought was amazing. First, I put it down. I was just my imagination, you know, flying around the place. But actually, the feelings contradict the imagination. The feelings made it feel real. Like it was, oh, yeah, you just rescued a baby. You give the baby to somebody safe. And they're just being grateful. Which, of course, I love babies. <laughs> So it was just interesting. That's all. I just wondering if anybody else experienced anything like that. Um, I don't have any memories of rescuing anybody, but I, I do have memories of um, upon awakening at times, uh, just a really clear image. Sometimes I can tell I'm, I'm in some sort of a council or committee meeting. Um, I'm on a ship. Uh, every now and again, I'll glance down, I'll look at my hands and I could tell I'm 30 years old again. And I'm surprised and I'm thinking, oh, no, wait a minute. Everybody's about 28 or 30 on the ships. So that makes sense. Right. I'm jumping right. out of like the portal, you know, a big window in the ship and we're docking somewhere and it's very real. And I've talked to other people who likewise have these dreams and it's it's real. They could reach out and touch it. Well, ships I have not been on, ships I have not been on. But anyway, on, the, on another note, then I'm going to pass the talking sticks. I won't be here next week. Oh, Mena, the museum is still open, but I haven't found out anything about the house yet. They had oh, a humongous right. house. Yes, they did. I thought the house was the museum. Because when I went to visit us, that's where they lived. 
Okay, then it then it's the same thing then. Yeah, yeah. That's where they they made the house into a museum. Okay. Yeah. And that was my question then. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for looking it up. Well, what's the museum called, Randy? What oh, just one second here. It is called. West Virginia is such a beautiful state. Just University of Science and Philosophy. Wait a second. Okay. The University of Science and Philosophy. And where is it? It is Waynesboro, VA. Right. It's right outside. When you drive through Virginia and you're going into West Virginia, it's right there. It's right on the cusp of Virginia and West Virginia. Oh, I remember. Waynesboro, Virginia, then. All right. Also a beautiful state, Virginia. <laughs> right. Was there for a few months at one point. Oh, yeah. is that well, Wayne's, Waynesboro or Waynesboro? Waynesboro. Probably W-A-Y-N-E-S-B-O-R-O. That's my Yep, guess. that's what it is. Yep. That's okay. how we spell down here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> down here in U.S. Um, okay. okay. So, what Rama, uh, there was a question when you were away on... Uh, do you remember any other time when you rescued somebody in your dreams or in your real time? Oh, I, yeah, I do. Um, um, just various, various beings in parts of the planet that were uh, dealing with war. And I was able to help get them to the ships and get them beamed onto the ships so they could live again. And then, then somebody else took over from there and they went somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah. This has been going on more than ever in the latter days, as we yeah. call these days, latter days. Well, Lord Rama, if you were helping people in the physical, you must have been bilocating or else you were in a higher dimensional form that could still pick up or help people who are in the third dimensional physical form. Yes, I could say I was beamed up and beamed down to those locations and then brought back to my home. Okay. By Esther. By Ashtar or Mother or Soltec or Corton or Mother. Or Marka. Lady Master Athena. Or Athena. Yeah. Yeah. Why are they? They're all commanders or two? Yes. Yes. Athena has her own starship. It's, it's as big as it's called the Dove and it's 5,000 miles in diameter, just like the uh, New Jerusalem. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and there are a million. And a half people on that ship. On both of them. Yes. Each one. And I maybe know about 50 to 100 of those people or less in my travels. I mean, it's like, a, you know, going to a major city. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Star city. Yeah. And everybody is awake and conscious 
and they don't have the issues that they got going on here like we see on no. the little screen with their uh let's say attitudes about like the universe and everything. <laughs> I don't know how to put it politely, but we got some real issues on this planet and it ain't pretty. You're not, but, but we're, um, we're getting there. Yes. And we're getting on the edge of big quantum leaps. Not yeah. getting there. This is not the pace from the past anymore. Yeah. I want to say a funny thing about attitudes. Okay. I don't have an attitude problem. You have a problem with my attitude, and that's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Very convenient. Yeah. I just thought that I just thought that was cute. I love all those cute little things. And it's even more cute when you say it to somebody. When you say it to somebody who's accusing you of having an attitude, and you can say it very nicely. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh for sure, Alvina. Well, you. you know, a little humor. You can say things, you can say mean things with a humor and not be mean. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's, I, I'm, I, That's I, a gift, I have to say. That is a gift. <laughs> well, it's really not taking anything personal. That's what it really is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is a gift, I don't know. But definitely, if you don't personalize things... When you yeah. think about it, I have, you know, people, if they're really going after me about something, I'll just say, how is that working for you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that totally disarms it. It breaks, it breaks the pattern. What are you going to say to somebody when they say that to you? How is that working for you? If they come at you with something nasty. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. A great, it's a great way to neutralize things. It's a great way to make things light. I much prefer do that than go after them with my energy because I really can go after them with my energy. And then, then we have a whole totally different ball game altogether. Then you want to run and hide. So I try not to misuse my energy because I can, I know my energy. I can misuse it and I can do it in such a great way. You don't even know that you were sliced and diced and smacked up and put together again on your halfway down the road. That's what I was going to say, because I'm quite capable of doing it as well. And you really have to watch your tongue. Oh, absolutely. And my tongue absolutely. is as sharp as my sword used to be. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm aware of it. So I try to do funny stuff rather than I try to do it with humor rather than um, Oscar Wilde said, if you're going to tell people the truth, do it with humor. Otherwise, they'll kill you. Yeah. Very wise. Yeah. And laughter really is some of the best medicine. Absolutely, it is. Well, I, I just, I, Rama and Tara never mentioned this, but I have to t- tell you because when we were transcribing uh, the notes tonight, um, there was the talk about the nameless ones. Uh, that was in the last day, wasn't it, Rama? The last day report, today's report. They yeah. talked about um, the nameless ones. Uh, herding 3,000 llamas down the West Weestock Valley. <laughs> yes. And I I just cracked out. 
I know, because I was seeing those stupid llamas that sit like the ones at Machu Picchu, four of them sitting one way and then the awkward one looking in the opposite direction. And you wonder how in the hell are they going to get 3,000 llamas down down the Weesog Valley? Well, that's not what they were doing. It was 3,000 llamas with uh, prayer wheels chanting Manny pad me home you know <laughs> but I was just cracked up I couldn't type there for a second oh yeah. that was funny llamas with one L not two um, I know I know I know but I didn't know that was my mind goes to strange places Caroline <laughs> well, I, think I think both the animal and the, the um the adept or the what what would you call them a llama like sort of like a monk they're uh, monks or priests yeah yeah monks or priests yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well i'm going to say good evening to everybody it's my well, bedtime we should probably wrap up Did good night romina good night randy good night, good night, Mitch. Good night everybody <laughs> well good night everyone do you have anything else that you wanted to Chad, before we close for the evening? I was just going to say really quickly, today's uh, moon in Scorpio, we can tell. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in the Oracle mm-hmm. report, they said the mission for today is take the best and leave the rest. I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> Very good. All righty. Well, Don, I think we're met ready. And thank you to all our listeners uh, for being here. We'll see you again next Thursday. Here on Station 2, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And huge blessings to everyone. And thanks to my co-hosts and to Raman Tara for all that amazing information.